The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to another edition of Friday Night Live with me Hafiz Shaban this Friday evening on the 22nd of November 2019. It's corresponding to the 24th of uh, Rabi level 14.41 and as usual we are broadcasting live to Luton on 105.1 FM and to our sister stations nationally Sheffield Link FM, uh, Peterborough Salam, Derby, Nottingham and wherever you are nationally via our Inspire FM app and of course as usual we're also broadcasting live via Facebook. 01582481822 is the number here in the studio. 0779481822 is the is the number for your SMS, your social media messages, your WhatsApp messages. Because I think you're going to need those numbers tonight. We've got a fantastic lineup, and uh, I've I've got a studio some, full of some, uh, mashallah, very very strong young gentlemen that I'm about to introduce. Right. So let me give you my uh, lineup this evening, inshallah. So. Um, Firstly, Jumatul Mubarak to everyone, all, uh, all of our listeners this evening. A uh, number of new stories that I've been covering uh, over the last uh, last couple of days this week, inshallah. So we might cover those later on in the second hour of the show from 7 o'clock till 8 p.m. inshallah. We're going to be covering a story that we've covered previously and that's about the China and the, and the mass detention of the Muslims in China, in uh, the Uyghur, uh, the, Uyghur uh, the Muslims. So we're going to be covering that at 7 p.m. inshallah. And we're also going to be covering uh, the American position as it changes on the Israeli, Israeli settlements declaring them no longer illegal overnight so we're going to find out what's been happening uh, with the American attitude towards the Israeli settlements and now declaring them no longer illegal but we're going to be covering that from 7 p.m. the first hour from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. we've kind of you know dedicated that to a, to a very special story very local here to Luton Right, so we've, uh, we're going to be covering uh, uh, our own, very own, uh, lo- uh, local Luton zone, Khabib. I, I, I've called him the Khabib of, of Luton. He, he, he may agree or may, may disagree, and you may agree or disagree. We want to we hear from you. Uh, but anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's what I've, I've, I've termed this brother, uh, the local Khabib, right? So uh, this is a story about Faisal Malik, man. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you will know Faisal Malik. Mashallah, he's a, he's a well-known local individual. But he, he's known for more than one talents, but he's a special talent that at the moment is exhibiting in a, in a fairly convincing ways is his MMA skills mashallah right so we've got we've got Faisal Malik in the studio with his team right he's an MMA fighter and he's recently been in action right so he's recently been in action last weekend and we're gonna be speaking to him live in the studio if you if you tune in to Inspire FM Facebook you can see us live in the studio you can see the entire team live in the studio inshallah ta'ala. if you want to put any questions to them 01582 481822 any questions you want to put to them feel free to do that 01582 481822 any social media messages right 0779481822 any any social media messages sms whatsapp messages send them through to me inshallah and we'll try to cover them this evening 
Right, so that's going to be our lineup. So without any further delay, we're going to go straight into our, our lead story, right? And we're going to go straight over to uh, Brother Faisal Malik, who's here in the studio, like I said, with his team, right? So let me introduce his team to you, to our listeners. And let me introduce you firstly to uh, Faisal Malik. Salam alaikum, Faisal, and welcome to Inspire FM. Welcome, Salam. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, well, it's great to have you in the studio finally because I, I've been chasing you for <laughs> yeah, weeks. Yeah, I know, I know. Tell us the story, man. What, what have you been doing for the last couple of weeks, man? I've been training. That's why I couldn't come last time. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you've been training. So you've been a busy yeah. man, mashallah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, t- so tell our listeners, man, what, what happened last weekend? Uh, I won by TK on the first round and I won the UCMMA Bantamay title. Right, mashallah. So you you were in a competition last weekend. Yeah. Right. So we're, we're going to discuss that uh, discuss that in 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 a bit more detail. Uh, but you you won in the first round, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! So for first round victory for Mes- Faisal Malik, right? So I've equated you unofficially to be <laughs> right. Obviously, we got a we got a, a bit more further to go, right? Yeah, before, yeah exactly. Before we can, He's a different league. He's <laughs> in a different league. league. Yeah, yeah. We, we get that. But l- listen, we have to start locally, man. We yeah, have to yeah, start yeah. small, and then we have to kind of kind of build up, isn't it? Yeah, that's but right. But we're going to be discussing your story in, in, in a bit more detail uh, you know shortly inshallah but let, let's also introduce the team man so let, let's start from your right hand side right on the mic for who we got on, on mic for assalamualaikum my name is jawad jawad i'm a friend of assets wa alaikum salam well, welcome to the studio jawad bhai uh, okay so so what's your role in in, in the team man um, basically, just uh, supporting Fasil the whole way, really. Supporting you're yeah. not one of the bodyguards, are you, bro? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you're not one of the bodyguards, bro. <laughs> it's just you're not wearing that that, that security <laughs> jacket, bro. The that, that's he's it. He's the head of Team Malik. Head of Team Malik. That's the security, bro. There we go. And I, and I tell you, we've, we've already got messages coming in. So Fasil, oh, no. I'm, I'm going to test how popular you are today, right? I've dedicated <laughs> an hour to you, right? And, and yeah, the production yeah. team said, "Are you sure you want an hour?" Yeah, yeah. I said, "This guy's famous, man. This guy's." Local, so we want to we want to cover a local story, yeah, yeah. And, and we want to see. How, and I'm going to gauge how popular you are based on how many messages I get, oh, yeah, and, and whether they're positive or negative. Let's move on to on, on the right of Jawad. Uh, we got on, on mic three. Assalamualaikum. It's uh, my name's Imran. I'm a friend and a sparring partner of uh, Fasal Malik. Ah, Sp- oh, sparring partner. Yeah, I'm his, I'm his punch bag basically. <laughs> no, no, no. His punch you, bag. You're his punch bag, right? So something that I said off the record before we actually started was Fasal Malik's still looking good, man. He's still, still looking handsome. So you, bro. So no, I, no, what is? He's put on honestly in one week. He's put on a lot of weight. Yeah, you know? well, he's right put now. a lot of weight on. Yeah, yeah. So like Fasal normally walks around about 75 kilos. Yeah. And you fought at what 61 kilos. Yeah, that's right. You fought at 61? 61. So a lot of people week. a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. Man. No, yeah, no, yeah. Let's come on to that. Let's come on to that, right? And and, and lastly we've got on, on Mike T uh introduce yourself, bro. Assalamualaikum, I'm Zishan. Uh, I'm Vassal's friend and we just help him throughout um training camp and fight like, fight days. Alright, mashallah, alright, fantastic. Okay, so that's the team, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, brothers and sisters, that's the team that we've got here in the studio. Any questions, like I said, 01582481822 is the number here in the studio. Inshallah, I've got plenty of my own questions for Faisal, but inshallah, I want to get our listeners involved, and it doesn't have to be listeners from Luton, right? Any any of the listeners from Nottingham, Sheffield, any of the, you know, Peterborough, you know, Stevenage, any of the other towns, that want to send in a message, send in any questions. Uh, we're not going to take any live challenges to for, for against Faisal at the moment. I'm sure he's got his, his he's got his team that you need to go through, right? Uh, but uh, but we're ha- happy to have any of the, uh, any of the questions, inshallah. Ta'ala. All right, Faisal. So t- so tell me, bro. I mean, uh, all right. So you won l- l- last weekend. Uh, how uh, t- tell us 
T -t tell people, I mean, a bit about your background, you know, how long yeah. you've been doing this, what, what's the scene? I mean, mashallah, uh, you know, in terms of media coverage on, on your story, as I was saying to you just before we came live on the on the studio, I mean, I, I Google searched you and I thought, let me do a bit of research into Faisal Malik. Who is Faisal Malik? Of course, I mean, yeah. just for our listeners, I mean, yeah, yeah. I've seen you and I know you in the, in the past. I've seen you in the gyms. I've seen you at the, at the Storm Gym in the past. I've seen you training, mashallah. I, a lot of brothers speak very positively. I mean, fantastic. I mean, what, the, the videos that I've seen, it's all great stuff i'm obviously doing a lot of marketing for you right you can pay me later for all of that <laughs> uh, and uh, you know i mean the first article i saw from luton today right yeah uh, i thought wow man they're covering it but that's a previous yeah that was my debut uh, and and they said you know, let me read the article to you. A Luton fighter, Faisal Malik, exploded onto the pro MMA scene with a devastating win over Liam Johnson. Yeah. You know, at the 54. So, I mean, so this one was always also a first round victory, man. Yeah, that's What's right, happening, yeah. man? You're getting so, used to these first round <laughs> victories, bro. Train hard, innit? Fight easy. Yeah. SubhanAllah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, give us a bit of background in terms of when you, you started training and when okay. did you decide to go to MMA scene? You know, what, what, what were the influencing factors? Give us a bit of background, man. Uh, I started Speak training about 17 years old. Yeah. Um, started off with um, a bit of kickboxing and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. And then um, I did that for about three, four years. Mm. And then um, from there, I did on um, well, uh, wrestling as well. I was doing everything separate, but yeah. it was nothing to like a like a competitive level. In my head, I wanted to compete, yeah. but I, I knew I had to get my skill set to a certain level yeah. before I go onto the scene. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Then I turned I turned pro about two years ago mm. when I was about 23. And then I got injured during the time and I was out for a year. Yeah. And then that's it. I came back this year, four wins, four first round finishes. Oh, so, you, so you started off at 17, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And I then did you, boxing you, as a kid and that. Yeah, yeah. But it was mm. nothing like uh, to a competitive level, yeah, yeah. it was just like you know, actually, you go to the gym at the back yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you became pro at twenty three. Yeah, yeah. I gotta let you into a secret, bro. When I was young, man, I always wanted to be John Claude, man. Oh yes, John Claude, man. That, that, <laughs> in, in my days, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my days, you know, you probably think who, who the hell is no, John no, Claude? No, right? no, I know that. Yeah, 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 I'm saying, man. Yeah, so, yeah. but but you know what surprises me? Seventeen, yeah. man. I I thought you would have started a lot lot younger. No, 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 no. I came into this game late. I was going to bring yeah. my younger son into the studio today, man. He's, he's six, right? I take him into Storm. Yeah, he yeah. goes three times, man. And I say, well, mashallah, you know, you need to continue that, yeah? yeah so, yeah, I mean, yeah. as long as you continue, that's the key thing. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of kids out there, yeah? Yeah, 100%. A lot of kids out yeah. from the community. They're training when they're young. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you and can't burn them out, though. You can't you burn them out. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of things. You know, you know as a kid, you want to yeah. kind of enjoy your. Your time Youth. growing up as yeah. well. You yeah. have to understand your kid as well how he is. Yeah. Did you get it? I've, I've got I've got little brothers, yeah. like sorry, little cousins and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I try training them, but yeah. they're just not on it. Alright, so we're gonna come on to the to advice here. Yeah, yeah that's fine. But yeah. I want to talk about you first, man. Yeah, that's Tell fine. me more about you, man. So what makes you tick, bro? <laughs> no, bro, I'm a chill-like guy. Ask these lot. I'm a laughing, chill-like guy, but when that's so, so Lut Lutonian man, yeah, yeah. originally from Kashmir, or yeah, yeah, that's it. Originally from Kashmir. We're going to talk about that later, inshallah, mashallah. So you've been training since 17. Yeah. Turned pro 23. Yeah. You're about 29 now. 29 now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so you turned pro about a year ago. Or yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. So you've been fighting professionally for yeah. the last two years, yeah, right? Yeah. And what four, four fights until now? Yeah. Uh, basically, I did my debut and then I got injured. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was out for a year, and then yeah. this year, February, I came back. Yeah, and then I had four fights and four finishes first round. Did, did you fought four fights this year? Three fights, sorry. Three fights. Three that's fights, that's yeah, quite yeah. a lot of fights for a one. No, year, right? it's not. I, I it? wanted more. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro, subhanAllah, man, you're quite hungry, huh? Yeah. Oh, subhanAllah, man, excellent. I mean, okay, so tell us, I mean, uh, you got a typical fight, let's say last weekend you had this fight. Yeah. What's your typical training training routine then in, in okay, the run-up so to, a, to a fight? Uh, three times a day. Yeah. It'll be some sort of grappling, some sort of striking, and yeah. some sort of strength and conditioning or 
running base or something like that, yeah. Yeah. So I strike and I grapple every day. Yeah. And then one of the other sessions will either be a strength and conditioning workout yeah. or it'll be like a sprint, track workout, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. So how many hours is that a day then? Oh, it varies, man. Every session is about two hours. Yeah. Two to three hours, yeah. So ah. times that by three. It's like a full day job, isn't it? You get it 24 7. Wow, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, man, is is this, is, is that like a full time job, Achim? Yeah, yeah. Literally, much, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So fairly, fairly intense. I mean, by the way, team, man, if you want to jump in, guys, you know, feel free okay. to jump yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, ask these lot. I don't see these lot. I'm not going in fight mode. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see them like on fight week. I'll say yeah. goodbye. I'll see you in about 12 weeks' time. Seriously, so yeah, you yeah, just yeah. cut yourself off for, for 12 weeks. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's yeah, amazing yeah. the changing character you see. Because yeah. yeah. he's pretty chilled, he's relaxed, he's quiet, he laughs, jokes. Yeah. Um, but when it's fight time, yeah. he completely puts himself away and he's in yeah. the cage. He's like a completely different animal. Yeah. Don't know what happens. <laughs> no, you have to. You have to. There's a lot of mental. Yeah, the mental game you have to be strong as well. Yeah. It's not just physically, but your mental game has to be strong. But you're sparring well. with him, aren't you? I, I, I feel. I feel the strength. He's been with him since the start. That's good. Yeah. I've been with him since the start. So training yeah. camp, we try and do training yeah. camps together. So yeah. at least, you know what I mean? So we have to push him to his max, push yeah. him to his max. He still hasn't been tested yet. Just remember, there's yeah. four professional fights he's had. They've all ended in the first round. Yeah. So he still hasn't been tested yet. Yeah. Still hasn't been tested. Minute, I think I'll have, to, you know, I'll, I'll have to jump into the cage. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'll have to come out of retirement. Sorry, bro. Sounds good, man. And, and what about, what's the support being like from from the from the family man i mean your parents or yeah yeah without or, them i wouldn't do it to be honest with you yeah if it wasn't for my dad nah so, there's no way i would have been done bro i thought your mom's gonna be worried man and yeah, say, and, and say, what, they're what, like what, oh this is the last one don't do anymore yeah, don't do anymore yeah. this is enough but yeah now his his family backing to be it's yeah. insane it's not like like when i was growing up there's more being an accountant being an engineer yeah. be this yeah. be that but they've been they'd be very supportive which does help it does yeah, help yeah. a lot I'm, yeah, absolutely yeah. i mean especially if you have to do it full time right 100 yeah, percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. because when i fight it's not like i'm only fighting yeah. it's like my whole family prepares for it like yeah you know, like yeah food's yeah. on time clothes yeah. are washed everything has to, yeah. everyone's on it then. and you, yeah. even yeah. the diet bro i mean exactly you're not having parantas and roti exactly exactly but that's what motivates me though yeah because i see that when I go to battle, yeah. it's not just me, there's a whole line of everyone, even yeah. my mates. Do you get yeah. it? They all sacrifice yeah. their time and everything. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah, 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 for for me to be on that stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sounds, 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 sounds good, sounds good, man. Sounds, sounds uh, quite intense, man. Uh, you know, I'm going to go back to my listeners, Fessel, and I'm going to ask my my listeners any questions. I'm getting a couple, couple of messages. I'm just waiting for them to pop up, right? So we can, uh, we're can we going to put them some of those questions to you. But we are speaking to uh, Lutonian uh, Fessel Malik, who is a professional MMA fighter. Uh, last weekend at his uh, four fight so so far it's four victories out of four all finishing in the in the first round so we're, we're discussing that back his, his background what got him into MMA uh, what's uh, the source of motivation for him uh, you know and we're gonna we're gonna start moving on to in terms of what is the advice for for the youngsters out there what's the advice for a lot of the youth out there because we know I mean um, and, and one of the questions I'm gonna come on to I mean I, I, I've, I've just coined your, your, your nickname as, as Khabib right so I <laughs> Obviously, kind of stretch there. I'm gonna ask you what, what your nickname is, by the way. <laughs> uh, all the fighters have a nickname, right? Uh, but but since since the last couple of years, when Habib's come onto the scene, yeah, you yeah. know, you, we, we've seen a lot of Islam being associated with MMA, and Habib's really, you know, got, got become a, this role model for for a lot of people, right? And um, you know, I remember what, what, what was it about two years ago when he when he had that fight with Conor McGregor? Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
long time. Yeah. Uh, so, subhanallah, you know, you know what? I mean, uh, Conor McGregor, of, of course, got got the fight. It's all all of this publicity for for the, the for for the individual. He is. I was going to use a more derogatory term, but I won't use that because we're on, we're, we're live on the, on on radio, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and then Habib, he he hit the storm with his personality, his persona, his Islam, his commitment, and he became a personality. Before that, people really didn't know much of Habib. At least I didn't, right? Or a lot of people wouldn't have, unless you're connected with the. MMA scene, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and then, you know, a lot of people start looking at him from, from that perspective, right? Uh, so, I mean, you're, you're self-vessel, right? You, you, you're a Lutonian, you're, prob- you're, you're probably known far, you know, far more well-known than, than I am in, in Luton. I'm not a Lutonian <laughs> at all, right? So, what's, tell, me, tell me, what's been the impact, right, yeah. of uh, your kind of MMA, short MMA career and your training, you know, etc., in the community and amongst family and friends? What do you mean? Like explain that. Say, say you, that again? you know, like the, the, you know, how the, your you know, your family you've you've described your your, your friends how have they responded yeah. to you? Some of the youth that p- p- perhaps know you okay, yeah. know your brother and they know that Festival's in, into the MMA scene, training, yeah, yeah. etc. How how's, what kind of response have you seen from your from your from the community? Yeah, it's positive, man. Everyone shows me love, like wherever I go. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, everyone's just like buzzing, really, to be honest. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We, we, have, we have to translate these terms to buzzing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's like basically, everyone's basically, yeah. I can see the yeah, yeah, bu- Buzzing may, m- might mean something else in Luton, yeah? yeah. yeah. It means something else in Nottingham, and those guys might be calling you and saying, oh, I stuck for the lot, bro. <laughs> what do you mean buzzing? Now, everyone's like, you know, like everyone's, um, I can see that when they see an Asian guy like doing well, everyone, everyone's yeah. getting happy, innit? Do you get it? Yeah. Everyone's yeah. getting behind it. No, it's a lot of love, man. Yeah, do you get it? Everyone's showing me love. There's no negativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and are they, are they approaching you for autographs, yeah? Or we're still a few more fights away from that. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> because next time we call you, man, I, I have to tell uh, you know our listeners, man. We, you know we have to chase you for weeks, bro, to get. I was get, training, my brother. Get, get, get I was training hard. We, 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 we have to bribe him to get yeah, on, on the radio, yeah. man. And next time, man, you might want to charge us a fee to come on. No, no, no. We talk about the afters, actually. We talk about the afters. <laughs> P Malik heads are all here. Contact There you go, man. See what I'm saying, man. I think he's had a really, really big effect in terms of us lot growing up. Yeah. Uh, in general, when we were growing up, a lot of people were focusing on cricket and football. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or, and then sort of a little way down yeah. the line, it was boxing. Yeah. But for someone to be as dedicated and take yeah. it as seriously as Fasil has done for yeah. you, yeah, yeah. For, for MMA, yeah. um, and and he sort of combined all the different things that he done mm. um, from his teenage years yeah. to now. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's really has a, just much like you were talking about Habib earlier. He yeah. propelled MMA um, for those that didn't really know a lot about him. Correct. Yeah. Or didn't know about the sport, whereas yeah. those who did, they know yeah. a lot of fighters. Yeah. Uh, that can name off the top of their head. So I think yeah. he's done uh, for Luton. Definitely, mm. what Habib done on a world scale. So mm. he's on his way there, isn't he? He's on his way there. Yeah. <laughs> As I say, small steps, bro. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, get One to that. Point at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so 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 okay, we've got about about seven or eight minutes here yeah, before we go into commercial break. Yeah, okay, in, yeah. end of the first half an hour, right? So I mean, all right. So in terms of uh, let's talk about the uh, you know youth work. Let's talk about the youth, right? Let's talk about you know uh, you know you win a lot of youth you know up to up to no good, right? A lot yeah. of our youth up to criminality, up to all sorts yeah. of stuff, right? Uh, so there's multiple ways of trying to attract them and, and get them off the streets, get them away from those bad in, in influences. Yeah. And, and and for a lot of our youth, the mosque is not the first point of call. Con- 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 yeah, They're yeah, running away from the masjid, yeah, yeah. right? But that's the point, right? But when you want to take them boxing or you want to give them some martial arts, you want to give some yeah. fitness you know MMA this is the kind of 
almost language that they can connect to. Yeah, of course. You see what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. So that's my point. So when pe- when when you're doing that, you're, you're doing training, and then you've yeah. make, you've taken it pro, yeah. right? So you, and now you're being successful. Yeah. Right. Okay. At least initially, right. So that definitely has a lot of positive connotations, like you said, in in the community, right. Yeah, of course. And that's a brilliant opportunity. Then engage with these guys. Yeah. Get them yeah, yeah. in. Get them involved, etc., etc. Are, are you finding that opportunity, or, or is it early, or, or what's? Uh, it's a bit of both. Like as in, yeah. youngsters do come. Don't get me wrong. I get messages yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah, can yeah. you train me? Can you do yeah. this? Can you yeah, do yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. But um, obviously, I'm I'm still fighting myself. Do you get it? Mm. Uh, so it's hard to balance it all out. But yeah. yeah. I try my best to like basically support the youth yeah. as much as I can. But yeah. to be honest, I'm just starting though. This is just a start. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah, it? yeah correct, yeah. correct. It's early, early, yeah, exactly. early days. Early yeah, exactly, days. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but now you're in between fights, inshallah. So hopefully you're not you're not training morning and evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a, a bit bit of that time, you know. Yeah, of course. You know, plow yeah, I, I, back I, I, I train community. a few youngsters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I can, basically. Yeah, but yeah. yeah but there's there's nowadays there's gyms out there for yeah. these youngsters. Yeah. There's a gym just up the road from me called Ultimate Athlete. Yeah. Trains youngsters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So these these places are available now. Yeah. It wasn't when we were younger. Yeah, None exactly. of these places we, we were available. We were all up and down the UK. Yeah. We had to like yeah, me and me and Fasil literally yeah. used to drive yeah. hours to get to, to get to a half decent gym. Yeah, now exactly. there's one just up the road from us, so we're we're yeah. we're loving it. And the, it's it's available for these kids. Yeah, yeah. Again, the it's it's at affordable prices. Well, again, mm-hmm. it's parents that want to invest in their kids. Yeah. It can be done. It, yeah. it can yeah, be done. It is difficult, but yeah. you can't spend the money if you want to invest in these kids. Mm. It. Like like you said, you take your little one to to storm. I, yeah, I yeah, believe here yeah. again, it's pure investment. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's he's letting his energy out in the right yeah. way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Instead on yeah. the streets where yeah. they get involved in gangs and things yeah. like that. That's where everything yeah. goes all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. No, no, I, I I agree. There's a lot more facilities than the, than there were previously. Uh, gyms yeah, everywhere at the moment, except. Well, one thing you said, yeah, about yeah. Um, the mosque not being the first thing for the kids. Yeah. Answer, uh, why why is that? Should I tell you why? Yeah. Because look at the legends of Islam that we have, but no one yeah. talks about them. Yeah. Ubn Ibn Hattab. Mm. No one talks about these people. Mm. Mm. You get it? All everyone talks about in mosques or oh, how to read namaz, don't put your hand this way, put your hand yeah, that way. Yeah. You get it? You need to engage with They're the youth. Yeah. You get it? Inspire them. Yeah. How we were inspired. Wrestling's mm. a sunnah. Do you understand? Yeah. You get it? So yeah. when I wrestle, oh, yeah. I'm getting gassed, I'm getting excited. Like the yeah. prophets do this. Yeah. Mm. Do you get it? This yeah. is amazing. Uh, you, do you get what I'm saying? You know the point that I was going to make to you? In fact, you know, people do talk about Khalid bin Walid, yeah, yeah. But, but not maybe in the, in the context that yes, you, know, you should exactly. be discussing with the youth. Yeah. I mean, with, with the youth, to inspire them. Exactly. So those are the kind of things that you want to. Yeah, yeah, highlight, yeah, right? Exactly. That, you know, wrestling, that like you gave yeah, the example of, exactly. of, of the, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, grappling yeah, and wrestling. Exactly. I mean, you know, for me, bro, you know, I, I used to find grappling and uh, wrestling boring. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Always boring, right? Yeah. But uh, again, like I say, I mean, uh, you know, the, the perception around grappling and wrestling yeah. over the last couple of years, I think, has significantly changed. Oh, yeah, and I think that Habib, again, for me, yeah, yeah. is the guy who's changed it a lot because yes. he's shown you, bro, you can take people out yeah. and you can be, yeah, exactly. you know, if for self, even from a self defense perspective, yeah. it doesn't have to be stand up fighting all the time. Yeah, exactly. And the reality is, you don't yeah. have stand up fighting in, in any, you know, real life situation yeah, exactly. all the time, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be, yeah. you know, something on the floor. So it's yes. a good art to learn. And as you said, if you do it with the with the knee, that look, this is also sunnah. Yeah, exactly. It turns all everything that you're doing into ibadah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. The, the brother next to you is really quiet, man, so I'm, I'm going to wake him up. <laughs> I'm just leaving you know, to it. He, <laughs> he's security. He just checked if things are going well. He's, he's checked if things are going well. That's right. Things are going all right so far. He's smiling, so it's a good thing. It's when he doesn't smile, you should be worried. No, that's good. What 
other pieces of advice would you give uh, any of you guys, man, yeah. to, to the youth out there, right? You know, you know, some of our youth are into academia. Alhamdulillah, some of yeah. them are into Islam, bit of Deen, you know, yeah. you know, a Deen. Some of them are into, uh, you know, up to no good. I mean, what's the general advice? Is this a kind of a lifestyle for everyone and anyone? You know, is it something that you should be doing part of part of, parcel of your daily routine or weekly routine? Mm. Or, you know, how, how would you? Uh, what, what would you? How would you generally approach it? Especially in, in 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 this in in the environment that we're living in today, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not easy environment. It's not easy society. Yeah. Self defense, generally confidence. Yeah. You know, all of these are elements, right? That I, I mean, even for my son, right? He's he's much less sixteen, but physically yeah. he's quite big. He's out, outside, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, he goes to London every day in school, right? The fact that you know he's been training for the last couple of years, right? That me as a parent, yeah, yeah, it gives me you know a reassurance. Yes, that, yeah, you know what, my yeah, son has right. got a bit more yeah, confidence. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's, that's he's, one he's, thing. Carrying himself, etc. Exactly. Et Discipline, yeah. confidence. These yeah. things are must. You need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you get that through through yes. in, interacting and exactly. training and and and, the, and 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 you know. And you get humbled as well. You get and humbled, you get smacked bro. up in the head face. I'll, yeah, I'll, the first I'll time. use a different a word, bro. You get intimidated yeah, you get sometimes yeah, yeah. when you go to these places, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah, actually, it depends on the person. Yeah, it does, yeah, it yeah, does yeah, depend yeah. on the person. Yeah, yeah, but again, I, you know, I for the youngsters... Yeah. yeah, go for it. Sorry, no, go, no, on. Go, on, go on. I'm just saying for the youngsters, it does depend because it's not yeah. easy sport to get into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough. Like Things like wrestling, it sounds easy, but when you do it, it's tough. So it's all about whether they enjoy it or not. You don't want to force them into something they don't enjoy. If they enjoy education, just to push them. Do you know what I mean? So it does depend on what they enjoy as well. You can't force them to something they don't like yeah, I think exactly. the best piece of advice would be to just make use of the facilities around them because yeah, there's yeah. a lot more like we said yeah, exactly. like gyms and stuff yeah, we've got yeah. a community center here yeah, um, yeah. if they if they go into these places mm. you you don't know what you're good at until you've tried it exactly. right yeah, yeah. and people learn to be disciplined or more focused depending yeah. on their age range yeah yeah agreed all right we're, we're going to go into a we're going to go into a commercial break guys uh, 26 minutes is already over yeah, yeah, you don't right? realize, yeah. Uh, so we're going we're to come back we're going to go away for a couple of minutes uh, and we're going to come back in Inshallah, and then we'll continue our conversation. Now, I want to also discuss, you know, some of the dangers associated with MMA, right? Uh, okay, and some of the controversies surrounding MMA. Let's discuss th those aspects too. I want to, I want to continue with some of our advice to our youth, and then we'll discuss uh, some of the other kind of initiatives and, and community work that you're involved in, right? So, listeners, this is Friday Night Life, and you're with me, uh, Happy Shaban, on 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Luton. And as I was saying earlier, we've got a fantastic team in the studio, and it's Team Faisal Malik. And you want to know what they've been up to? Uh, then tune in and uh, join the show inshallah 015 we're still waiting for our first questions to come through so first of all, I'm going to ask you to send out that message again bro uh, <laughs> we're going to be back in four minutes man I want the first question from your friend until then <laughs> you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban on Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Every Friday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., we are beaming to the good people of Luton, uh, Sheffield, Nottingham, uh, Derby, Peterborough, and the surrounding areas, of course, via Inspire FM app and our sister stations uh, nationally. Uh, we've got a we've got a great roundup and a lineup in the studio here with Team Malik, uh, Team Fessel Malik, right? Local Luton MMA fighter, four out of four hundred, hundred percent success, successful track record so far, right? And we we want to hear some questions from. 
from any friends and foes. But I'm gonna open it up now to your enemies, Russell, bro. Because if, if the friends not messaging, yeah, I wanna hear from the enemies, right? So let, let's let's open it up. Good or bad? SMS, WhatsApp, 0152481822. I, I wanna hear someone speak li live to us. In, in the studio, man, we've got the team, man. I'm sure Team Festival, you know, man, it can, can, can take it, right? Uh, and then any social media messages, 0779481822, 0779481822 for SMS, WhatsApp messages. And I promise I will read them and take them, inshallah, in our conversation. So we've got another about 25 minutes. We're going to be discussing this subject matter, and then we're going to move on to some of the other political stories around China. What's uh, some of the leak uh, leak papers that have come out of China, and how China has been treating its uh, its Muslim uh, Muslim minority in uh, the Zhangjiang province of China. We're going to be discussing that, and also we're going to be discussing American attitudes towards the so-called illegal settlements suddenly have become legal right so we're going to be discussing that from 7 p.m onwards but until uh, until then we're going to be with Fessel Malik and the team and our listeners right so I've got a I've got a press report here that I'm just going to read out I mean this is quite interesting an interesting read ukfightsite.com UC MMA 61 highlights the undefeated Fessel Malik improved to 4-0 uh, and took home his first UC MMA super fight title with a dominating performance against Ben Corcoran. Malik immediately took Corcoran down and uploaded some brutal ground and pound until the referee stepped in. Right. Now, I'm going to be honest to you, Fessel, right? I mean, I, I saw the videos. Unfortunately, I couldn't make your fight. So, yeah, you that's know, cool. Right? And also, you didn't give me no free tickets, bro. <laughs> so, that, that was another reason for not coming. That's these as well. Team Malik. Security, man. I'm going to come under security in a minute, right? So, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm going to be an approved part yeah, of the yeah, team now. Yeah, for exactly. Now. Media coverage. Right? Yeah, so you're going bro. forward, bro. Like, excellent, right? <laughs> uh, so, those are the two reasons I didn't come to the fight. But, no, nah, I, I was in Leeds, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I, I saw the videos that came out of, of that oh, fight, yeah. man. Bro, I mean, th you were giving that guy, a poor guy, a, a beating on the, on, on the ground. And I, and I tell you, right, yeah. I have to be really honest with you. You know, I remember I said to you back in the days I used to, I wanted to be Jean-Claude Van Damme. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember in those days, bro? You <laughs> see, when, when I, you know, when I was a lot younger, kickboxing yeah. was in, right? Yeah, of course. Jackie Chan, yeah, Jean-Claude, yeah. exactly. Kickboxing was, was, was the thing, right? Yeah. Or maybe Thai boxing. And, and that's, yeah, course, I, I've always yeah. lo I loved that. Yeah. And I, I've never really associated that kind of brutality yeah. with those sports, right? Mm. With MMA, you know, right from the beginning, bro, I just can't see blood, man. <laughs> you know, I'm a bit of a weakling, but I can't yeah, see yeah. blood, man. And, and that stuff is nasty stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, I, and, and so, so what's, your, your, what's your views on that, right? Because a lot of my listeners, right, yeah. and if you, if you hold this opinion, yeah. I want to hear it, man. There's no point, you know, holding that opinion in silence. SMS, WhatsApp ringing yeah right a lot of my <coughs> listeners will be saying bro all that pounding to the face man it's not on oh yeah it's not on bro Fessel. how do you respond to that bro <laughs> um so what all, do you all, all the other stuff yeah grappling yeah. and what yeah, have yeah. you you know getting him to some uh, you know into submission and getting him to submit great yeah, wrestling yeah. it's part of wrestling isn't it yeah, yeah of course that's yeah. all legit that's all cool right yeah right but people will take objection to uh, you know maybe sp you know hitting in the face and yeah and bro the way you knocked that guy out not well you didn't knock him out yeah, but yeah. the way you won it yeah. was pound 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 yeah. wasn't it yeah of course so, yeah so well, what, uh, no, you, you can you can use a bit of street language if you want bro <laughs> nah, that's all right basically um i understand what you're saying yeah, yeah hitting to the face is her arm stuff yeah. like that yeah but yeah. I, obviously this is just my opinion yeah if that's yeah. Um, so what i'm trying to say is basically that it's under rules to get it yeah he come prepared, I come prepared. Yeah. There's judges, there's everything in place, there's, uh, there's referee there. Yeah. Like, it's not to the point where I'm absolutely... Uh, like yeah, you're not going to kill him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, um, 
And I'm not um, to call it uh, like he knows that he's getting hit. Yeah. And I know that I'm in to get hit. Like if, yeah. if I'm doing it like uh, yeah. like an innocent person, yeah, yeah. then I can see yeah that, that yeah. that's wrong. Right. But if my mind is coming to me for me to a four fight, so this is yeah, a competitive. Yeah, it's competitive. Do you get it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a different. Yeah. It's a different understanding for mm. me anyway. Mm. That like I'm not hitting him innocently. Mm. Do you get it? Mm. This is a fair ground where yeah. it's like no like basically you coming to ward yeah, you yeah. fighting. Do you get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's my. Because you have on doctors it. and stuff. Yeah, everything's on standby. I don't. I. Hang on, hang on. Security. Oh, you spoke. I heard you say I'm the interrupt, bro. We need to go live, live to security. Bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, bro. Jawad or Jawad? Jawad, bro. Head of security, bro. Sir Jawad. Sir Jawad. But you have like you have doctors and stuff yeah. like that. So if like a fighter, let's say. Yeah. You know, gets an injury that yeah. that's kind of severe or something. Yeah, he signed a contract, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, yeah. it'll, it'll get stopped and stuff like that. So yeah. you'd always have doctors in the corner. Yeah, the referee it's, to stop I, it. I personally don't think it's that dangerous. Personally, I've right, I've so been so playing. Like, I've been. Let me share a story with you. Yeah, yeah this is from this week. Yeah, I don't know if you you saw oh, that yeah. Fessel, right? Yeah, I see what. Sorry. Did you see that story? Yeah. So a Muslim MMA fighter, tragically, she died from injuries after losing her bout. Right, this is 19th of November. This is a few days yeah, yeah, ago. Right. Yeah, I heard about so that. it's a female sister, right? Mm. So she, in in fact, it was here in, in the UK, yeah. Yeah, it, it Southampton, was here, Southampton. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So she's 26 yeah. year old, was fighting, and she sustained yeah. a suffered, you know, a brain injury, yeah. and then suddenly, you know, passed was away. Was that right? was that MMA? I think that was K1, wasn't it? K1. K1 lightweight contest on Saturday night. Yeah, K1. Things like that are it's different because. MMA, yeah. if you get rocked and if you drop, the referee will stop it if yeah. he thinks you, you're not able to punch back. Yeah. They stop it. With K1 and boxing, things like that, if you do get knocked down, yeah. a referee picks you back up, yeah. your brain's all over the place, your head's all over the place, you still yeah. get punched and kicked to the head. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, why. But, that's probably a lot more dangerous than MMA. Yeah, I yeah but you know, this, like, as Muslim, death here is going to come whenever it is. Yeah, yeah, you can sure. prevent injuries, but you can't yeah. prevent death. Correct, correct. You get yeah, it? If, yeah, if, she, yeah. if her time was to die, she's gone. Yeah, I can yeah. die the next fight. No, I can no, take no. a head kick and I can die. But, mm. however, I see what you're yeah. saying though, it's brutal, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's with anything in life though. Yeah. Like, um, you see, the MMA is nothing compared to what some yeah. people go through yeah. on a day-to-day basis, yeah? yeah? yeah. Uh, but also, you, I, I know your questions are going towards, yeah? Mm. You can prevent injuries. Yeah. We get blood tests, we get brain yeah. scans, we get yeah. MRI scans before we fight, yeah. after we fight, yeah. everything. That's oh, all really. there. But at the end of the day, about the, question, the question about death, you can't run from death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you get it? Agreed, agreed. Um, I think I mean, it's we're, we're tragic because she yeah. didn't pass away, but regardless of yeah. whether she's Muslim or non-Muslim, yeah, exactly. you wouldn't yeah. want to wish that. That's right, that's right. In any sport that you do, even if you're not doing sport, I think any sport you do, if you're talking about sport, any sport you do, it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There is an element of danger. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. I've been doing. We've been doing MMA for yeah, exactly. what? for ten years. I've been playing football for about 10 years. I've been injured more in football than I have in MMA. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, as simple I as get, that. I, I, I get you. But, but I mean, the, the point is, I mean, even even in terms of the combat, physical combat sports, right? Yeah. Uh, probably, I mean, I haven't got the statistics in front of me, but if I had the statistics, I would probably think uh, yeah. that boxing is probably right at the top of it because it's, 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 that sport has probably been a lot longer and there's been yeah, a lot of course, more course, yeah, uh, yeah. fatalities in, in yeah. the boxing ring than MMA. But it's just, uh, you know, it's just, you know, the way, you know, I, I've perceived, you know, MMA yeah. for a long time, bro. Yeah, it looks and like that. And I, it, yeah. I've always been away from him. Yeah, it does course, look course, like course. that. When you see it all that like, blood, elbows yeah. and all that. Yeah. I, have a, I have a quick question for you, yeah. then. So, bro, I'm supposed to be asking the question. I know you said about blood and stuff. This, this, this is, might this be relevant to some of the. This is not on, bro. You're asking me. Sorry, God. 
you said about blood and, and sort of uh, how some people might have a view on punching uh, people in the face yeah, and stuff yeah, and yeah. how UFCs always yeah. seem to be more brutal of a sport yeah, yeah. than any others. Yeah. Do they feel the same way about boxing? Do you feel the same way about boxing? No, I, boxing is yeah. it's a sport that a lot yeah. more Asians are more yeah. interacted with and, yeah. and, 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 and watch and, yeah. and participate in. Do they feel the same way about that? Maybe, you know, it's, 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 I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lack of uh, education on the yeah. sport. Yeah. Do you get it? Like yeah. you, you look at grappling, you think it's boring yeah. automatically. Yeah, yeah. You look at ground and you think it's barbaric and it's brutal. Yeah. But actually, when you look at the techniques involved, yeah. you'd be like, you know, what, actually, it's not that bad. It's technically Maybe I was gonna say maybe it's the way they market, the, you know, MMA, right? As a, a kind of a ruthless sport. But then boxing's like that. I mean, look at look at some of these boxers, man. You yeah, know, yeah. All, all in the pre, you know, in the build-ups and all the publicity yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. what they do for publicity mm. and all the the crazy stuff that they yeah. do for publicity. So it's all marketing, like you said. It's all marketing. Boxing's not too far away from it, right? But it's, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I, I, I guess it's just the, the persona and, and it's just the kind of PR that they've yeah, got around yeah, that, yeah. that it, you know, it's perceived like that. But the yeah, other thing I was going to say is boxing has been around, at least I think, right? For ages. Uh, it's, it's been around for ages, yeah. right? So it's probably people have become a lot desensitized yeah, to yeah. it, right? Mm. Uh, and so that's another reason for, for, for it, possibly anyway. But any, anyway, so, the, so the, 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 some of the points, right? Yeah. But like I said, I mean, the reality is, is here. Yeah, and and it's here, and you've got a huge, you know, individuals now in that support. It's got yeah. a huge following, and as I said, last couple of years with with the likes of Habib, and yeah, it's course, just yeah. right becoming, you know, in there. Yeah, I mean, it, w would that something? I, I guess that could probably negatively, you know, Im impact an individual. I mean, if you were very conscious, I mean, I mean, you know, of of you know, what, I don't want to hit this guy in the face. I want to take him down some other way. I want, I want to get him into lock, lock him down yeah. into submission. That could that could seriously compromise your your game plan, right? Yeah. Seriously compromise. So you can't really think like that, can you? As in, what do you mean? So uh, you know what? I'm going to try to avoid the hitting this guy in the face. Oh no, nah, no! Nah. <laughs> when it's a fight, it's a fight, yeah, isn't it? It's a fight, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Bro? You can't, yeah, you can't yeah. think like that. There are some organizations out there that don't do f uh, face shots. Yeah, yeah. There are some organizations. It's not organization. It's the rule set. It's a rule set. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Amateur thing is basically no headshots. Yeah. But what's that? Is that is that boxing or is that MMA? But you just can't punch the face. A lot of the Muslim Brothers in London. There's an organization in London. What's it called again? I don't know. But. Um, they basically it's just it's just you can kick yeah, not to the yeah. head you can't punch to the head yeah. take down oh, nothing, nothing, to the, the head. nothing yeah. to the head basically oh, okay. so there are there are there are yeah, organizations there are, out there that so do that that's interesting there, there you go so if you want a, 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 a more of a halal version of halal version of it right not to say that this is yeah, yeah. you know I'm saying this is haram yeah. but I'm saying there's opinions out yeah, there yeah, people are saying oh look there's an issue here right etc etc anyway we have to raise that so we brought that to kind of balance the debate yeah alright so let's go back to some of the other issues that we were discussing earlier right so we were discussing in terms of the advice to the youth and you were you were mentioning in terms of what is a a, a good approach you shouldn't you know wear out the, the kids when they're young you should get them involved yeah. etc right but you know just you know just remain kind of consistent in in your training what, what, what because normally another thing i tell you what i found is something else right is that yeah. The younger kids, <clears throat> you can get them going and they get a bit self-motivated. My, my youngest, youngest son, five years old, right? Yeah. So when I used to take him first, bro, he used to run. Oh, yeah, exactly. He, he, he was scared, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he would not go. And like I said to you, some gyms are very intimidating. Yeah, of course. Right? Mm -hmm. Some gyms, you, when you go there, are really intimidating because it depends on the instructor. Yeah, of course. Right? It depends on the kids around you. They yeah. can be in intimidating, right? Uh, and then it's very, very difficult to send a kid who's probably a bit t timid, of course, yeah. probably a bit shy, you're trying to open him up and you send him to a gym which is 
which which is very intimidating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That just makes it double hard, right? Yeah, 100%. Mm. But but thankfully, my, my son, he, he, maybe it was a bit of that. I have to be honest, bit bit of that. But subhanallah, he got into it. Yeah. Now he goes three times a week, yeah, right? Exactly. So he he's regular. Yeah. Now. First that point, l- l- how do we c- uh, overcome this intimidating uh, element, right? So yeah. we'll, we'll pick that up. And then the second element is, right, then what I find is that the kids, right, as they get older, yeah, yeah, 12, 13, maybe they're still in there because there's a bit of parental pressure, mm-hmm. right? Let's go, we yeah. need to continue that. But when they turn 14, 15, then they switch off, bro. Exactly. Right? They burn out. Now, yeah. No, but, but okay, but I'll tell you what my question to you is. My question is, if you've built someone up since 6, 7, and yeah. he's consistently gone all the way to 14, 15, 14 and 15 is the time now when you want to really yeah. put the cherry on the cake. Exactly. It's not the time to retire. Yeah, exactly. You want to retire, you know, retire when you're 20, 21, when you've, you've got the cherry on the cake, right? Yeah. So 15, 16, you don't have to be competitive. You do, if you don't want to go com- com- competition and you don't want to be fighting, whether it's friendlies or not friendlies, right? Yeah. Continue it until at least yeah. you're like 20, 21, right? Yeah. To really master the art before yeah. just packing up your bag. So the yeah. two questions for you. How do you overcome the intimidating element? We might put that to security. Yeah, yeah. Security. <laughs> you should tell us a bit more yeah, about yeah. that. And then the second question is, right, is this issue of, you know, the kids who are 15 and 16 and then suddenly they find, oh, you know what, yeah. I can't be bothered anymore. Yeah. What do you say to them, right? Basically, the second question, I'll do that first. Basically, yeah. this is much of my opinion. Yeah. Is that like, as I said, you burn them out. What happens is when they experience a bit of freedom of going out they're like you know what i miss this so mm. i want to pack in training for a little while and i want to chill i've seen it i've seen it i train with youngsters yeah you get the killers all the way up until 15 yeah. but then after they don't see him again yeah. but my i think it's basically that because they're always constantly training 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 they don't experience like you know like just chilling out for a little while yeah. so when they do chill out they're like you know what i don't want to go back to the gym again yeah. i prefer this chilling out lifestyle yeah, yeah do you get it because because yeah. they've been because it becomes a chore that's what I meant from before. Like you can't make it a chore. You gotta make it enjoyable. Yeah, it if they don't want to go training, yeah. don't don't let, don't take give them a week off. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it. Oh, you have to go. You have to go. You have to go. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. training's not easy. Yeah. Like, you get it. Plus, um, actually, no, it depends on the parents as well. Blah blah. blah. If you're going mosque, yeah. then going training. Yeah. It's a busy day. <clears throat> starting seven o'clock yeah. in the morning yeah. from school. You yeah. know, it's quite tiring. Yeah. So you got it's all. It has to be balanced. Simple so, as that. So so yeah. kind of lighten it up. Be a bit more relaxed. But yeah, ensure course. that they, they continue the training. I mean, Give I mean, it, yeah. let us let's also link. I mean, my son is is a good example. He's sitting outside in in, in the in the offices here in Inspire yeah. FM, right? Doing uh, some his voluntary work, right? So he 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 he's been at a time when he used to go to Stone four times a week. Yeah. Right. But now he's got exam period, so I've lightened it up. Yeah, only the weekends. Yeah. Only the weekends, right? Uh, and then you know, plus some some of the other stuff, right? Uh, and sometimes he says, you know, uh, Dad, I can't be bothered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you know, you know, sometimes I'll say, all right, cool, no, no worries. But you don't want to make that into a habit too, yeah, too because, much, exactly. Be, because yeah. the other side of it is yeah, exactly, exactly. is is the fitness side of it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, keeping fit, keep t- yeah. keeping active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, not becoming obese, right? Because we have got problems, bro. Roti every day, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sitting at home, yeah. no training. Yeah, yeah. Bit of football. And just, you know, PlayStation all day, you yeah. know, and studying or whatever is not going to really, you know, build yeah. athletes, is it? Yeah, 100%. And then you talked about examples earlier, Khalid bin Walid, Umar ibn Khattab. Yeah. Umar ibn Khattab, bro, apart from the fact that physically, subhanAllah, he was very, very yeah, intimidating. Yeah, right, yeah. And he was huge, right? But then you got the likes of Khalid bin Walid, and then you got the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa you know, wrestlers. Yeah. Now, that you know better than I know, for wrestling, bro, you need to have a, you need to have a solid, a solid structure. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you can't, can't yeah. be done. A few words on, on, on that then, bro. In terms of training, fitness for the youth. That's the is. And the also balance, yeah. it also depends on the individual. Yeah. Like do you get it? Do you get what I'm saying? You have to yeah. like like for example, if I've got kids, yeah? Yeah. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna train them up because mm. I trained. Mm. <coughs> but if 
my kid's path might be completely some something else. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be like, nah, well, you have to train. Nah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to do different something different, do it. Yeah. Yeah. You get it? It's like yeah. you don't have to train. Like yeah. that's not the yeah. uh, the like the way we the way I was. You don't have to train. Yeah. Pick something and do it. Just do yeah. it good. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. But but I, I but we would encourage the parents that there should yes, be some physical course. activity yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and especially physical you know yeah. combat training you know martial arts etc this is all good for their confidence yeah, exactly. good for self defense etc etc so we're going to jump on to uh, security but before we move on to the head <laughs> of security right we're just going to remind our listeners right you got about nine minutes and counting before we conclude this conversation so yeah, any 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 fa- final questions or uh, any messages 0158248822 right uh zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two you know what there, there is a question here I, i've not looked at i've not not seen it sorry that there's a question here question for person malik right when is the next fight and are my cage side tickets ready muhammad sfc bro. yes bro before you answer that man are my cage side tickets ready bro yes i'm on top of that list now <laughs> <laughs> all right so we'll we, 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 we had a question man and i, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize sorry about that all right so when's the next fight Akhi? uh march inshallah march yeah? yeah yeah all right so you got a few months break yeah yeah, yeah. alhamdulillah all right so the next fight is in march and are your are your side cage tickets ready, bro? If the money's ready, your tickets are ready, I guess. They all ready, bro. It's all ready. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the VIP crew is certified. Yeah, yeah it's just like go. straight away get tickets. They're gone straight away. Fantastic. All right. So we're gonna come to brother uh, Javad, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Javad, yeah. man. All right. So Javad, you know, intimidating, right? So you know, some of these gym places can be intimidating. You know, you know, they can be a bit tough places, bro. Right? Yeah. And you know, I, I I used to live out in Dubai for you know a good five six years, and there was a you know MMA scene out in Dubai. Yeah, that's right. Big scene out in. Yeah. Yeah. Dubai at the moment mm-hmm. so I used to train out there with some of the Russian brothers wow subhanallah I tell you before Khabib I met these Russian fighters I used to be out in Dubai in 2007 yeah. and I used to go to the contender you know gyms out there the Russians man I have not found any any stronger and they, these guys want big guys yeah of course yeah? and I used to say they were physically so so strong bro and it's because of the fact that they wrestle yeah. when they're very very young mm. yeah, wrestling, lifestyle I'm telling you wrestling yeah. for me has taken a 360 I, I used to find it so boring yeah exactly right but my attitudes of wrestling have completely changed yeah. but when you go to, when I used to go to that gym in, in, in Dubai it was intimidating bro because these guys were out to kill me <laughs> yeah, Gustav, so not lying. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I used to go to that gym, you know. I used to think, you know, it took me weeks, right? Yeah. Just to these guys, you know, for these some of these guys to look in the eye and say hi to you. Yeah, they don't yeah. want to say hi to you, but they're like, what the hell, you know, who's <laughs> this new kid on the block, right? So you have to almost try to get an, an acceptance. You, know, you have to earn your stripes. You have to earn your stripes. You have to, you have to, yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. if that's what the, it's called, yeah, yeah. you need to tell me, bro. You need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how it is. That's how it is. Yeah. Is, is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah. But I thought I had the security was going to tell me that. Like, <laughs> you tell me instead. Right, tell me, <laughs> tell me what, what, what's, the, what's the score, bro? Because in Storm, we've been going Storm for years, right? Yeah. So I, I, I guess I know the guys there, yeah, and you, you get into your comfort zone. But some of these gyms, bro, what's the yeah. score, man? You have to what? Earn your what? It's like earning your stripes, innit? You got to show that you're worthy. Right. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah. If you're about it. Yeah. And if you're not bad, you get found out. Yeah, no, but if I take, you get found out. Yeah, that sounds weird. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? It's true. Yeah, that's how You push me away. Some, some, some of the parents, some of the parents are listening to this show. Yeah, they want to take their bachala bacha. Yeah, to the gym. Yeah. No, I take him to this class. Build him up. Well, yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, they want to they take the bachala bacha to the gym. Yeah, and you're telling me you're gonna earn your stripes. Yeah, and they think, what, what does that mean? You deserve your stripes on instructions, right? And then you're saying, yeah, you're gonna, you know. So you know, what's the word of advice for those bache men to yeah. to build a bit of uh, you know I, I think he confidence touched on it earlier where he said confidence yeah. Um, yeah. even when a, a kid starts school yeah. irrespective of their age or when they right. go into a new place yeah. Yeah. they're a bit 
they're on the it's back new it's, like, like it's, it's a new yeah. environment it's yeah. new people yes. but over time they build that confidence yes. the yes. same thing will happen in the gym yeah, yeah exactly as long as they're going and they've got a good balance yeah. and they're not forced yeah. to do anything they don't yeah. want yes. to do yeah. that's the big, big factor yeah. will build up yeah. and yeah. You, you, you see that confidence all right uh, okay it's fantastic all right we've got about six minutes and, I, and I, there's a last area that i want to touch upon i mean that, that's a that's a good point that, that yeah, the brother raised it was imran right zishan zishan right that's a good point good 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 analogy to new schools you're absolutely right and there's another point about the parents right it's not too much oh my putter oh my beta yeah you know oh he's got scratch over here he's got scratch yeah, yeah. over there that faster was a proper lodler was he yeah? <laughs> <laughs> he kept that quiet. He's a young person. Uh, uh, I told him to tell you something about himself. Man. He didn't tell me. He didn't say the lot No, no, no. You had to leave that. You had to leave that out. <laughs> no, no. You just yeah, made reputation, man. It was going so well, you know, and you made reputation. You just make sure, yeah, yeah, man. You just make sure all your all your fights are very carefully selected. You know, you mentioned the nickname. You mentioned the nickname. Nickname was Lot Lot. Right? No wonder he didn't answer that question. He never answered that question. Yeah, I said, what's your nickname? <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, uh, so what, what is your nickname, bro? Fight a nickname. Every fight has a nickname. Sorry? Don't make it up, yeah? What do you mean, sorry? Yeah, every fight <laughs> has a nickname. Before. I'm getting questions, that's why. Uh, yeah, get, get the questions here. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. let's bring the questions up, man. We've got yeah. about five minutes left. What, what's your, your, your fight a nickname? Have they, have, have you got uh, I, I, don't, I don't have one, but manager calls me the line of Kashmir. The line of Kashmir. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a good one because we're about to come on to Kashmir. Yeah. I've seen a lot of your you know team um, you know team festival marketing material. There's something about Kashmir. What does it say? It's just free Kashmir. Yeah. Free Kashmir. So raise awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So you much like, so you be going into these fights with this free Kashmir. Uh, yeah. Hold the flag. A, a logo flag and, and yeah. then also the flag. That's right. That's yeah. right. So so tell me about that. So you said earlier that you're from Kashmir, right? Yeah, that's right. Which yeah. part of Kashmir are you from then? Kotli. Don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna guess that one, man. Big up to all the Kotli posse, man. Which is the whole of Luton, basically. Exactly. <laughs> that's a big posse man yeah yeah so do all the quarterly lot turn up to all the all, the, all these fights then yeah Oof. yeah it's, yeah, so, much, yeah seriously yeah, yeah. yeah so so how have you been raising how you've been have you been involved in the kashmir awareness obviously the kashmir has been under this you yeah. know the uh, you know almost you know uh, a complete sanctions from from that's an right. indian yeah. perspective you know a, yeah. a lot of human rights violations there yeah. lo- 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 not a lot of news coming out of what's been happening exactly. in kashmir yeah. well what's you know uh, you know what, what have you been doing in, in terms of that the on, main that goal area? for me is just to raise awareness man Right. For now. Yeah. To get the, and yeah. then take it to Yeah, cuz a lot of people yeah. don't know what's going on. Exactly. So yeah. purely just on. having so free Kashmir yeah. on your yeah. top yeah. has has like, given like, us this like, opportunity to fight, talk about it. Yeah. You know what telling mean? me that um because the flag is different, yeah. people are like, "What flag is that? Yeah. Why is it coming out with that flag?" Yeah. And then they were educating on the reason why it's coming out with the flag, yeah. where it's from, yeah. and stuff like that. Do you get it? That's very good. Just raises awareness. Do you get it? What's yeah, going yeah. on? Oh, yeah. Me and, and Fasid were on holiday recently as well in Kashmir, and we just yeah, saw yeah. the way people live. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and it's 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 difficult anyway, mm. Uh, mm. bringing up a child there or even living there um, in certain areas. Yeah. And then we know a lot more in the Western media and stuff because yeah. we have. Um, access to a lot more things to obtain knowledge on what's going on there yeah. than the guys out there yeah. um so um we've had a few trips there he's yeah. also sort of donated his own yeah, money yeah. towards causes Alhamdulillah. um so th- there's quite a bit that he has been doing but yeah. i think it's more uh, a less of a political stance and more yeah. of a humanitarian one conscious human conscience yeah, absolutely because exactly. yeah. these are innocent kids children and families that right. are being torn apart so yeah. it's more of that humanitarian aspect fantastic all right, very good. So uh, we've got another message here, brother Asif. I don't know if you know brother Asif. He's uh, Assalamu alaikum. Great show. Muslim should learn self-defense and especially for sisters. 
right? Okay. Yeah, so, 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 so that, that, that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good message, Zakalah, from for our listeners. And we've only got a minute to go for the for I the end of the way. show, mashallah. So yeah. it's been uh, lovely, uh, just enough time to to wrap up things and just say yeah. Zakalah for all of you guys for, for coming. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Really fantastic victory, mashallah. Thank you. And uh, the next fight's in in March, so inshallah. we look forward to that, inshallah. And let's see if we can be there live, live media coverage. Yes. Yeah. Inspire. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you, Rodori. On, on, on the sides of, uh, of the fight. Let, let's see if that's possible. Yeah, that uh, is possible. But, but anyway, we will definitely stay in touch and we'll, we'll, co- we'll cover that, inshallah, yeah, in terms fine. of training. And that it'll be good yeah, to keep fine. posted. And the whole idea today was to promote some local talent. Well, thank right, you. For so that. it's local thank talent, you. mashallah. So we need to promote and we need to support it. Jazakallah, guys. Thank any any final words before, before we go? Vessels up. Jazakallah to Team Faisal Malik and Jazakallah to the Team Faisal Kotli man. Big up Kotli. Big up That is Faisal Malik and Team Jazakallah guys for coming in. That was Team Faisal Malik inshallah here in the studio and we were discussing his his fight last weekend. Four out of four so far, successful victory and the bigger story that we were covering is self-defense, staying fit and really making sure our children are fit, confident and picking up these kind of self-defense skills that are so much needed in today's society that we live in inshallah we're going to go into commercial break when we come back we're going to be discussing china and america and palestine don't go away until then Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban. This Friday evening, 22nd of November 2019. Very, very cold evening. We are broadcasting live from Luton on 105.1 FM. 01582481822. 01582481822 is the number here in the studio. 0779 0779481822 is the number for your social media messages, for your SMS and WhatsApp messages. Uh, to make any comments or any questions or any suggestions uh, on either the first story, the first ha- uh, first hour that we were discussing MMA and we were discussing self-defense and we had Team Faisal Malik in the studio or if there's any questions for our next two stories that we're going to be covering uh, in this hour and we're going to start off with the, with the, this, the next story <coughs> which is on China, China and the treatment of China of its uh, Uyghur Muslims and we've been covering this story previously on Inspire FM on Friday Night Live and uh, you may remember just to give you a quick recap in terms of how China was exposed uh, in terms of organizing this mass detention right mass detention centers you can call you know think of them as these concentration camps think of them them, them as these massive you know uh, prisons or detention camps right that you kind of see you know uh, when you're looking at footage of World War One, World War Two, or any other world, or any any other kind of international conflict and wars, and you have all of these mass masses, you know, thousands. In fact, there were reports even suggesting millions of Muslims of this Uyghur province, right, uh, Xinjiang province, uh, that were you know incarcerated 
and kind of prisoned in these detention camps where China was, of course, from a Chinese perspective, they've always claimed that these Muslims, firstly, they didn't exist. Later, they, they, you know, they said, yep, they do exist, but they're very kind of focused uh, camps where we're de-radicalizing yeah, these so-called terrorists and, and so on and so forth uh, and then later more and more information has emerged uh, in terms of Chinese brutality Chinese tyranny the kind of you know draconian measures that China has been you know you know imposing upon the Muslims the Uyghur Muslims in China and most recently there's been leaked documents, right? In the last couple of days, if not, you know, yeah, last couple of days, there's been leaked documents, which has now exposed in detail this mass detention of the Muslims. What more evidence do we need, right? What more evidence do we need? The question that I've got this evening is, what more evidence do we need, right? What 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 does what new uh, you know elements or aspects of the detention and the torture of these Muslims does it bring to light, and what do we need to do or what needs to happen to get the get the world's attention and the world to do something about it, right? So I'm going to be speaking to two, two experts. We're going to be speaking to Mehmed Toti, who's the co-founder of the World uh, Uyghur Congress, prominent. Uh, Uyghur Canadian human rights activist, right? So it's a bit of a uh, bit of a long title there, but I'm you know, hoping that you'll be able to clarify, Mehmet, exactly. And then we've also got Farkat Jodat, uh, a Uyghur American activist and software engineer. His mother and other relatives were sent to China's internment camps in Xinjiang in 2018, right? So it's very, very personal, and pers and primary, primary evidence is that we're listening to. Uh, on the radio station uh, this evening. So firstly, uh, Mehmet and, and Farkad, welcome to Friday Night Live and thank you very much for joining us. We've just lost, uh, in fact, we, we've just lost Farkad. Uh, so we've got Mehmet. Mehmet, can, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Uh, uh, thank you very much for joining us. alaikum and thank you very much for joining us, Mehmet. Walaikum assalam. Thanks for having me. Right, so so so, Mehmet, tell me more about these leaked documents, right? That have exposed China. I mean, China's been in denial for for many years, right? Then slowly it started to acknowledge what it's doing in this province, uh, right? Uh, but still, it's tried to, you know, you, you know, you kind of sanitize what it what it's actually doing. But what we what what I, what I've been reading from in terms of some of the commentary on these four hundred pages of internal Chinese documents is stuff that I would have read after the the First World War and the Second. Second World War and how the prisoners of war were treated and this is China treating its own people or fellow people in a very very dehumanized dehumanizing way tell us more about it Mehmet uh, thank you uh, for the listeners. Uh, first of all uh, I, I felt uh, express my gratitude to your program you are trying to shed a light on one of the, the atrocities that taking place for the Uyghur Muslims in China, in East Turkestan. It is important to cover the story. Uh, in terms of your questions, just a couple of days ago, New York Times exposed the 403 pages leaked document from top Chinese insiders, mm. uh, Chinese officials, who knows what has been discussed from the top, from Xi Jinping to all level of Chinese uh, Communist Party officials, yeah. 
about the, how, to, uh, how to detain millions of Uyghur Muslims and after detention, how to pursue the Chinese narrative of propaganda mm. and how mm. to uh, pursue that kind of narrative or Chinese propaganda, propaganda to abroad for the criticism <laughs> and uh, for the opposition coming out. So it is very detailed documents at the same time. This is the direct linkage uh, for the Chinese President Xi Jinping because incarceration of more than 4 million Uyghur Muslims, that uh, incarceration order came directly from Chinese President. And some of the words used is quite disturbing. No mercy at all. Arrest as many as possible. Those are the words uh, discussed and ordered by Chinese President Xi Jinping, and now including my 78 years old mother and the 37 other my relatives, including more than 4 million Uyghur Muslims, are in concentration camp in today just for right. being wow. Muslims. Wow, wow, practicing wow. Muslims. Okay, okay, uh, okay, brother. Okay, so, so, brother Mehmet, all right. So, let, let me just recap that for my listeners, right? For my listeners, right, who are listening across the UK, right, maybe we have covered this story previously, but I just want to make it very clear for my listeners, right? For my listeners, what we are discussing is how the Chinese government, and remember, China is in bed with Pakistan at the moment with a lot of these economic projects that are happening in Pakistan between Pakistan and China, and the Pakistan seems to be keeping a very you know tight lips right when it comes to China and its treatment of the Uyghur Muslims and you're and you're mentioning four million up to four million Muslims of the Xinjiang province which is the East Turkmenistan area of China have been locked up East Turkmenistan is each East what Turkmenistan Turkmenistan right have been locked up yeah. Okay. Have been locked up by the Chinese government, right? In these virtual camps, right? And you know on what basis? On the basis that I've I've got a comment here from this 400 pages of internal Chinese documents, right? The guided recommended increasingly firm replies telling this. Okay, it tells them that the people that have been you know put into these camps have been put into those camps because they have been infected by the virus of Islamic radicalism and they must be quarantined and cured. Imagine those words, right, being used to describe your family members who have been put into these camps, these prisons, because they've been infected by a virus known as Islam. That is what is the, you know, that is what is coming out of these leaked documents. And that's what Brother Mehmet is, is exposing that has now surfaced, right? But, uh, but Brother Mehmet, right, so you're telling, you're giving us your first-hand experience. Let me, let me go to Farkat, where we keep losing Farkat uh, Jodat, right, who's also an, an, an Uyghur, and he's an American activist. Uh, Farkat, can you, can you hear me? Assalamu alaikum. For, for, uh, right, so we, we seem to be losing Farkat every time we try to connect him. But Mehmet, let's continue. So Mehmet, you, you were also sharing personal experiences, right? Uh, I mean, this information that's been leaked out via these internal documents, right? We've known that for a number of years. Has it surfaced any new 
uh, information apart from the fact that the Chinese, right? We, we would have known this already that the Chinese are involved right at the top, right? Nothing happens in a, in a communist state without the authority and the approval right from the top. So we knew that is happening from the top. But now it's been exposed. What's been the reaction from the Chinese government? Have, have you seen any, any response from the Chinese official government? The Chinese government is still uh, in, in a stage of denial. Right. And a couple of days ago, a uh, Chinese ambassador in UK, Liu Xiaoming, he flatly denied the New York Times exposure and said that this is fabrication. This is lie. There is no any base of this so-called leaked document. Despite all documents exposed in New York Times is the direct speeches and the political orders of the, uh, the Chinese President Xi Jinping. Mm. Actually, New York Times did not edit, did, did not add, or did not omit anything. The New York Times published, published whatever the documents the Chinese government was circulating internally. And those are first-hand documents from Chinese government. Mm. And mm. there is no any additional comment made by the New York Times or any other sources. Despite the originality of the documents, Chinese government is still denying and even <laughs> accusing that those so-called documents are flatly baseless and the fabrication. Right. <clears throat> okay. So, so we're still trying to get through to an, another uh, Uyghur Muslim Farkat. Uh, as soon as uh, Farkat, you can hear me. If you can hear me, you know, please do, do uh, please do let me know, right? Uh, and and just speak to us. Farkat, can can, can you hear me now? Assalamu alaikum, Farkat. Alright, so we can't get through to Farkat, so I'll speak to Mehmet, it's fine, we'll continue to speak to Mehmet. Mehmet, alright, so, so, okay, so, so, so we're still getting denial from China, right? So China at the moment, I guess it's under, uh, I, I would say, you know, quite significant pressure in Hong Kong, you know, there's a, you know, there's a huge amount of disturbances ongoing in China, in Hong Kong for a very long period of time. Now this has been exposed in an American press, in Western press, in Western media. And you're saying China is still flatly denying that. Do you expect, you know, the communist state of China to, to change its policies at all in, in any way or, or shape or form because of the pressure that's building up, uh, Mehmet? And what, what are you expecting from, you know, the social, the political pressure and the uh, raising of awareness that we're engaged in? You know, what, what do you really expect, right, uh, from the Chinese government, realistically? Uh if we build up the pressure and yeah. there's uh, the reasonable hope that china would change it is a brutality draconian policy uh, to the uyghur muslims unfortunately there have been some uh, pressure recently from the western governments spearheaded by the united states canada australia and some other countries but unfortunately most of the muslim countries are rallying behind china and yeah. supporting the mm. Chinese persecution of Muslims, mm. and uh, just Pakistan and Egypt and Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and so uh, other Muslim countries, including some Latin American countries and African countries, because they are, uh, they are hoping to gain some kind of economic incentives from China uh, as they are partnering with the Chinese 21st century Marshall Plan called Belt and Road Initiative. And basically, China is buying out those Muslim countries with money, and those Muslim countries are 
supporting Chinese repression of Uyghurs just <coughs> to gain some economic benefit. Mm. And China is mm. emboldened because of the Muslim country's support. Yeah. And so, in order to stop Chinese madness, incarcerating more than 4 million Uyghur Muslims just because they are Muslim, we have to speak up loudly to those Muslim countries to uphold their own moral obligation to mm. protect Muslims in China. Excellent. All right. All right. So I, th I think that's a very, very good point for our listeners. And unfortunately, it comes back down to that question again, doesn't it? Muslim governments, Muslim leaders being the ones who are the you know, the furthest away from actually. Uh, firstly, they're the ones who are capable of doing a lot, but they are the furthest away from actually doing anything constructive, anything to actually help the case of the, the Uyghur Muslims, right? Because they're in direct contact with the Chinese government. They're interacting with the Chinese government politically economically financially but yet this doesn't even seem to be on the agenda uh, because of the the, the 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 economic interests at stake with china so i mean a part of this campaign then uh, brother mohammed is it also then to put pressure on these muslim governments especially governments like pakistan you know and and some of the other governments that border you know iran right and have a uh, sorry, not iran sorry china and have a lot of deal dealings with china i mean Surely they are the ones that should be are, are the biggest culprits. They should be really ensuring that you know that this agenda is raised within those kind of officials and those governments to put pressure on them and say, look, Pakistan, you know, Muslim nation, why can't you take a stance, a, a political stance or a or a conscious stance, right? Uh, you know, and uh, you know, on on the side of these people who have been oppressed and imprisoned for no other reason than la ilaha illallah. And uh, the, the, today, the Uyghurs abroad, especially living in Western countries, they launched a video campaign, basically, uh, basically outlining the cry of the Uyghurs. The Chinese government is in, uh, forcing the Uyghurs to denounce their religious belief as a Muslim or live in concentration camp as long as you change your religious belief. That's yeah. the campaign Chinese government is yeah. uh, <clears throat> using all state power and expanding every household of Uyghurs. And yeah. uh, we need to, uh, actually we try to approach the Muslim countries. We try to book an appointment with their representatives at the United Nations just to give them the right information. Yeah. Those Muslim countries are still denying to have access to receiving information about the facts about the real situation of Uyghurs in East Turkestan under Chinese rule. Yeah. So Muslim <clears throat> countries basically, uh, with the term is currently quite popular, quid pro quo, with the money they receive with, uh, from China or expected money they, they are about to receive from China, just selling out the Muslims and our beloved religion of Islam. Wow. So it has to be changed because this is not only our moral obligation as a human. Mm. It is it is the order from Almighty Allah. Yeah. yeah. Because those people in concentration camp just because they are Muslim. Yeah. And yeah. Th those people in concentration camps just because they made a pilgrimage to a Hajj yes. in Mecca wow. or wow. contributed <clears throat> to build a mosque right. or <clears throat> the Simply keep the Holy Quran at home. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, 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 I mean, not I, only our obligation. It, 
Yeah, so so brother Mehmed, I just I just want I just want I just want to recap for my listeners. So what you're in essence saying that you know the Chinese government has created these huge camps, and the message to the people in those camps is you st- you stay in those camps until you give up Islam. Right. I want my listeners to be very, very clear and listen to that message. You stay in those camps. So they're separating brother, sister, mother, father. And this article, if you haven't read it, you need to read this article by the New York Times. And what is the information that is leaked? Separating people, students are coming back from uh, being away from home. You know, imagine you've gone to Edinburgh. You've gone to London, you've gone to Yorkshire, you've gone somewhere away from Luton to study and you come back home for your vacation and you find no mom, no father, no brother and no sister. The house is empty. And the people who meet you are plain clothed officers and they tell you, welcome back Muhammad, right? Your mom and your dad and your brother and sisters have all gone off to concentration camps. Don't worry about them. As long as you don't say nothing, as long as you leave your religion, don't worry about your fees. We'll pay your fees. Be happy. We'll give you a good, good living. But all of your family are in these camps and they will stay in those camps until they change their deen. That is what is happening in China to those Muslims. And that is incredible, right? That is incredible. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I mean I, I've, I've read yeah. this report. I've read this report and it's absolutely horrific. Like I said to you, this is like I am reading something from the First World War, right? And you know what What? what, what really surprises me, Mehmet, right? Is the, 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 these so-called ambassadors of human rights, right? Because I'm not even talking... Okay, there's the Muslim element when we've discussed that. But there's the human rights element. There's the humanity element, right? There's an element of conscience here, right? Where are the people of conscience? You know, tell me about you know the the human rights organizations, the Amnesty. I remember Amnesty did a report some time back, you know, and some of these other organizations have they picked up on this report? Have they put any additional pressure? Have they put any you know, further press releases and some statements? What what's the other kind of activity that's happening, Mehmet, to put the pressure on and to raise this awareness and expose China? Uh, there are a number of reports issued by civil rights organizations, including yeah. Chinese civil rights organizations. And unfortunately, after the headquarters moved to London for Amnesty International, they used to be uh, headquartered in uh, London, England. Now, Amnesty International is under huge pressure because who, who is Mehmet? Under Chinese admin jurisdiction. Who is it? Who Amnesty International. Headquarter a couple of years ago yes. moved from London, England to Hong Kong, China. Right. Now the NS International headquarter is under Chinese jurisdiction mm. officially. Right. Therefore, Human Rights Watch is quite active, and yeah. NS International also, NS International Canada branch or US branch, they are quite active. But uh, because of now the NS International uh, headquarter located in Hong Kong. Under Chinese jurisdiction, they could, they, they could not even raise their voice as strongly as possible as we have seen before. But Human Rights Watch, they are, they are doing their best. And uh, there is no any voice coming out from Muslim human rights organizations. And yeah. there are mm. even Chinese human rights defenders living in exile or some other, even within the China, they are now showing us some support. And uh, remember, 
the leaker of this uh, New York Times uh, uh, the article or a documentation is Chinese, top-level yes. Chinese <clears throat> officials, <clears throat> because he could not stand for the atrocity that taken place unfolding under the watchful eyes of humanity. And so that gentleman revealed this information mm. just to, with, the, uh, with the note saying that as an architect of the human atrocity, President Xi Jinping should not escape from the punishment of the world because mm. this man is responsible for this atrocity. Right. For that reason, yeah. he leaked this document. Right. Despite evidence was clear, right. despite mm. Chinese Communist Party and Xi Jinping was caught at the crime scene, mm. unfortunately we have mm. not seen any condemnation from the most of the countries, yeah. especially from Islamic Cooperation right. Organization, or member states of this organization, there are 57 Islamic countries under that umbrella. Yes, no yes. One, <clears throat> no one dare to raise their, uh, their voice just to condemn, even criticize the Chinese treatment yeah. of I, I mean, I mean, the point here is, right, Mehmed, right? Let me play the devil's advocate. I mean, is China playing an argument like America does, like Britain does, and like a lot of other countries do around the world now, that, you know, they are tackling this problem of radicalization or they are prob uh, tackling this problem of extremism? Is there any legitimacy to any potential claim by China that they are addressing only the problem of radicalism or extremism? Is there any truth to that, or is there a case for China to argue that? Uh, just we have to see what is the definition of a radical a radicalism or extremism. Mm. For example, if you grow a beer, if it is a sign of extremism or radicalization, right. all Muslims around the world are radicals. <laughs> and yeah. if you're if it's a praying at home or a, a public space or a mosque, visiting mosque or making pilgrimage to Saudi Arabia or keeping religious books at home. If these are the signs of extremism, then there is no one left, right, on this uh, on this planet Earth who are not the radicals. Yes. And yes. so Chinese definition of radical radicalism means or extremism means if you believe the religion. Yes. And okay. because remember, Chinese government officially declared that Islam is mental illness. Yes. Islam is a virus. Virus. It needs to be eradicated. Yeah. So yeah. if you keep <clears throat> A holy Quran at home, you are radical. Yeah. If you grow beer mm. or if you are a woman and if you'll be a headscarf, you yes. are radical. Yes. And if you ask your children do not consume alcohol, you are radical. Right. And if you ask your children to not smoke, you are radical. Right, Me brother, brother Mehmet. If you consume pork, you are radical. Okay, so brother Mehmet, you got 20 seconds, you know, and, and the whole of the UK and, and uh, you know, potentially international people are listening to you. What is your message to, to the listeners? And now, uh, it never happened again, the slogan of worldwide uh, community after the Second World War is happening right now. Right. right before the eyes of uh, international community. So I urge everyone to stand up to stop Chinese madness. And mm. we should not buy the Chinese propaganda. If Chinese okay. government mm. is fair enough, if okay. we have a solid evidence, we should open up those concentration camps for all international observers or human rights defenders or impartial inv investigation. We okay. should allow that. Otherwise, Chinese government, whatever they are saying, 
it is just fabrication and a lie. We should not believe in that propaganda. Okay, okay, we're going to go into a commercial break. Brother Mohammed uh, Toti, thank you very much for really raising the public awareness on the case of these 400 pages that were leaked, exposing China's on, uh, ongoing activity on the Xinjiang province. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. All right, listen, we're going to go into a commercial break. We'll be back in a, in a couple of minutes. Until then, assalamu alaikum barakatuh. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban, on this Friday, the 22nd of November. 2019 it is now 1930 uh, so we have about 25 minutes of the show remaining this evening subhanallah it's been a, a very interesting and an enjoyable evening uh, 01582481822 is the number here in the studio 0779481822 is the number for your social media messages and of course we are broadcasting live from Luton and also across our sister stations nationally now I know some of you have messaged me from Nottingham uh, sometimes previously from uh, Jimmy from Nottingham and uh, Shaizbai from Sheffield and some of the other surrounding cities you know what send a message whilst we're live on radio I'll get your messages on air uh, try to you know send in some comments it's always good to hear from your comments from some of these uh, cities uh, tuning in and listening to our show inshallah so don't be shy don't be shy and it's always adds value to the show it always adds value to the discussion and you know what we prefer i prefer actually i mean it, it might sound strange to you but i actually prefer to do less of the talking allow you the listeners to do more of the talking and allow you to lead the conversation lead the argument if you want to debate and you want to argue and you want to tell me that something is wrong then you can't tell me if you're silent right you can only tell me if you're gonna express your opinion make your opinion heard and pick up the phone right so same uh, goes to you know if you've got any suggestions any thoughts we want to hear them right uh, so we have been discussing you know the case of china and the treatment of china with regards to the uyghur muslims in the xinjiang province and that was quite alarming that was very very alarming uh, you know we've seen this happening across the world right we've seen this in uh, you know in china we've seen this in uh, you know myanmar and, and uh, to the rohingya muslims we're seeing that in kashmir and there's been references to modi and there's been references to you know benjamin netanyahu you know and the likes of you know these you know coming together sharing ideas sharing tactics how to suppress your people in kashmir right and now we're seeing this report coming out of china and some of the stuff is horrific quite literally it's horrific right and and part of the report that we were discussing are references that these plans will be restricted sorry will be extended extended okay to other parts of china other parts of china in terms of restrictions on islam and we've already said that these are the kind of tactics that are being used in kashmir right the longer you remain silent the longer these individuals have the green light to continue with their policies 
irrespective of human right violation, irrespective of any conscience, irrespective of the ethnic minorities that have existed there for generations and generations and generations. And it's people like me, people like you, our listeners, who have to get involved, get your voices heard and say oppression is oppression whoever the people are oppressing and whoever the people that are being oppressed, right? So so, so it's a very important point. If you want to get your thoughts across, 0158-481-822-0777-9481-822 for your SMS and WhatsApp messages. I'll tell you what, we're going to move on to another show. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, like I say, a lot of the times on this show, we go from almost from a negative story to another negative story. And I do apologize for that. The idea of the show isn't to be very negative, but that's uh, almost the reality nowadays of of current affairs unfortunately and the world that we're living in anyway the story that we're going to move on to final story for this evening is a it's a very strange story actually it's a very strange story the u.s says right now i want you to listen to this i want my listeners to listen to this before we speak to the experts america says that the israeli settlements Right, the Israeli settlements that are, these are the settlements, right? You know that the the uh, the Israelis built in the occupied territory, the West Bank occupied territory, right? So this is territory that they gained after the 1970, 1967, you know, Middle East wars, if if I if I remember correctly, right? So these are settlements and communities that were established by Israel on land that they occupied after the war, 1967, etc. You know, from the, from the Palestinians or yeah, from the Palestinians and they occupy that land and then what they did is they made that part and parcel of their own nation in effect by getting their migrants or sorry getting migrants getting their own citizens to go and settle in those areas and build them homes infrastructure for their own citizens and for decades since the 1960s this, these territories these settlements that all have always been classified as illegal settlements America America that has historically considered these settlements also as illegal, right? Okay, has suddenly in, in, in a matter of days, right? It may have been discussed for, for a longer time in the backgrounds, but the US Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said that the status of the West Bank, okay, for the Israelis and Palestinians is there to negotiate, but he said is no longer going to view them as inconsistent with international law and they're, ne- they're therefore no longer going to be illegal. Wow, America can do, can do that on its own, unilaterally, without any you know, consultation or discussion. That is news to me. We're going to be discussing with an expert who's going to shed a bit more light on it than I am, uh, Mr. Ahmed. Ben Chemsey, hopefully I've said the, the surname correctly, who's the Communications and Advocacy Director, Middle East and North Africa. Ahmed, uh, assalamu alaikum uh, and welcome. Uh, good evening. Welcome to Friday Night Live and thank you very much for joining us this evening. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Ahmed, did I, did I get your surname correct? Yes. You did. Ah, oh, fantastic! Thank you very much. So, so Ahmed, why why do you shed light on, on this news story? Because this is a is another classical example of America and its policy under Trump. Well, it's good that you mentioned America because not all of America agrees on this. Yesterday, one hundred and six members of the uh, Congress sent a letter to uh, Secretary Pompeo expressing their strong disagreement with the State Department's determination that Israeli settlements are not uh, illegal under international law. 
So this is for America. I mean, maybe the executive branch took that step, but the Congress disagrees. Also, the UN also uh, expressed its strong disagreement with that position. Uh, uh, the, human, the United Nations Human Rights Office has said a couple of days ago, right after that statement was made, that Israeli settlements in occupied Palestinian territory remain illegal, despite the U.S. saying whatever it wants, actually. Mm. Now, the settlements are wrong, clearly, both from the international law standpoint yeah. and from international uh, human rights law standpoint. Mm. Let's start with international law. So but 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 just before just before that, Ahmed, me me, yeah. you know, just before that, just to just clarify, both myself and yourself yeah. know very well that the United Nations can continue to say whatever it likes, right? Uh, for for and, and it has been saying for the last fifty years, right? And Israel knows very well that as long as America and the American administration is on its side, quite frankly, who cares what the United Nations is saying? Right, so the fact that America says well, it, you know, is the green light, right? For I mean, not not that it's gonna it's, it's stop those settlements in the first place, right? It's continue with those is is really illegal settlements, you know, for the last, you know, for for the for, for the last, you know, under the current administration as well as the previous administration. But my point is, American giving it their green light, it just legitimizes it, and it doesn't quite, quite frankly, they don't care about the United Nations or any other organization. Isn't that the case? Well, exactly. But as you mentioned, the uh, United States government has been saying that settlements were illegal for the past decades. It didn't uh, stop the Israel, but they didn't stop the Israeli government from yeah. continuing to build them. Yeah. So we're talking on, on on a matter of principle position. Here. Yeah. And the principle position is that from an international humanitarian law standpoint, this is a violation. Let me be a little more specific, if you don't mind. Yeah. The settlements they violate Article 49 of the Fort Geneva Convention aka the laws of war which govern occupied territory right. and this uh, article 49 says the following the occupying power shall not deport or transfer parts of its own civilian population into the territory it occupies this is exactly what the Israeli government has right. been doing they have <clears throat> occupied the uh, 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 West Bank and the uh, yeah. Palestinian uh, occupied territories and then they have transferred their own population yeah. now it's not just the Fort Geneva Convention that prevents that. But uh, in 2004, the International Court of Justice, citing the Fort Geneva Convention, affirmed that, and I'm quoting them, the Israeli settlements in the occupied Palestinian territory have been established in breach of international law. Mm. And let me conclude the international law aspect with uh, by saying that under the Rome status, the transfer of civilians of an occupying power into occupied territory is not just a violation, it is a war crime. And that is the, 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 the exact legal expression uh, to, to uh, uh, qualify uh, the, the, the settlement. Furthermore, right. furthermore mm. settlements depend on Israeli confiscation of land and resources yeah, that yeah. rightfully belong to Palestine. All right, so, so, so this Ahmed, means that Israel's confiscation yeah. of... Yes. Yeah, no, uh, I'll, right. let you, I'll let you finish. Go on, uh, Ahmed. I mean that Israel, uh, Israel's confiscation of Palestinian land and other resources come in violation of the yeah. Hague regulation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not to be too technical, the Hague regulation, what do they say? Exactly. They say that private property cannot be consumed. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the Fort Geneva Convention prohibits the destruction of private property unless yeah. 
absolute necessary, uh, absolutely necessary for military purposes, yeah. which the uh, settlements are not. Yeah, which is yeah. A civilian civilian. I mean, a lot of my listeners, so, Ahmed, are going to be listening to that, and they're going to they're, they're going to be thinking, you know, surprise, surprise. I mean, are we surprised? You know, the, the Israelis go in, and you know, you know, uh, there, there may be an element of resistance from a member of the family, but they go and they bulldoze the whole family, the family home down, right? They'll go and bulldoze the neighbor's home down, right? So, I mean, where where's that? You know, you know, in, in conformity to international. Or, or in violation of, of international law, right? You know they might be throwing. You know, you know we know the injustices and and the, you know the 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 the, 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 the political, the military stance of, of Israel. We know, you know, people know that for, for, for decades, and that's the point. These institutions simply don't work in holding back. You know, such uh, aggressors that people, you know, a lot of people would say. And in this particular case, you know, they don't give justice to to the, to the to, to the ones who have you know been the victims of justice. But but let, let me. Uh, ask you for a point of clarity here when we're talking about the settlements yeah. is that after the 1967 war or 1973 or is that is that from from uh, you know you know what what, what, what is the time period that we're, we're we're looking at after the occupation of the west bank in 19 uh, after the the, the 1967 war the settlements have started being built and since then this mm. has been a violation of international law yeah. now uh, it's not just your international law it, there's also a human rights aspect to it yeah uh, i mean you've been talking about like balance of powers and about israel continuing to do it despite mm. uh, it being a, a blatant violation and that is that is that is true unfortunately and we can only deplore that uh, but however we're, we're talking on, on a on principle standpoint here. and from a human rights perspective the settlements are the beneficiaries of Israeli policies that harshly discriminate against Palestinians. So discrimination is also at stake here. Uh, the international human rights law has long established the basic principles of non-discrimination, mm -hmm. which means that discrimination, what I mean, but let me use uh, words for uh, the, the layperson if I, if I might. Yes. Discrimination is where laws, policies, or practices treat persons in similar situations, here Israelis and Palestinians, differently. Due to uh, among other criteria, race or ethnic background or religion. This is exactly the situation we are here. here. We are here in. Though the prohibition against racial discrimination is considered one of the most basic in international rights law. Hmm. So what happens in those settlements? While Israel maintains, uh, and uh, oh, and by the way, Israel says that its human rights obligations do not extend to the occupied territories, which is absolutely wrong. The International hmm. Court of Justice found that it was not the case. So. Technically, there is a two-track legal system in the West. Right. Yes, exactly. It applies different sets of laws yes. to the people depending on their their national and ethnic yes. background. Yes. To, these, to the Palestinians, there's a combination of Jordanian law and military military or mm. uh, sorry Israeli military orders. And to Israeli citizens, right. applies the, the Israeli law. So, so, Ahmed, so this is clearly a discrimination. Yeah, yeah. Ahmed, can I ask you where are you actually based? So, uh, um, I am right now talking to you from Casablanca, Morocco. Ah, Morocco. Okay, Casablanca, Morocco. I just wanted to know, just for, just for my information, so I can see where you're coming from. All right, so so I've, I've got a comment here. Right? Chief Palestinian negotiator Saab Erikat said that the U.S. decision was a risk to global stability, security, and peace, and said it threatened to th replace international law with the law of the jungle. Surprise, surprise, Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said the policy shift rights a historical wrong and called on other countries to do the same. 
right so it was so we can see that very clear distinction between the two right now my, my point here is in terms of replacing international law with the law of the jungle i mean you know you know is is this a, a shift of the american policy which is you know almost you know we're gonna we're gonna take this issue of the palestinian and uh, israeli conflict and and just bulldoze our way through this with with, 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 with what we want to do first we made jerusalem into the capital of israel in terms of addressing this east jerusalem kind of issue sensitive issue now we're talking about the settlements where well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna press ahead and we're just gonna recognize these settlements and then it's just gonna be the case of the return of the uh the you know of, of the Palestinian people and, and you know that's the only issue that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna negotiate and you know what we're just gonna bulldoze our way and that's the way we're gonna resolve this issue I mean is, is that the way you're reading into this Ahmed or or, or or is there any other way of reading into this American policy towards the Arab Israeli conflict uh, Ahmed well it is clear that since the since the Trump administration took over uh, the uh, US administration is much more blatant in, in, in its unconditional support to Israeli policies, mm. even though they violate international law, which is the case here. Uh, however, as I said earlier, even the previous administration, even if they condemned the settlements as what they are, which is a breach of international law, yeah. they didn't do anything really to stop the Israeli government from continuing to extend them. There was one attempt uh, under the uh, first Bush administration, if I'm not mistaken, mm. uh, that uh, a U.S. aid to Israel was withdrawn for some time because settlements were built, but that aid was quickly restored. Uh, and even though the uh, successive U.S. administrations have been paying lip service hmm. to uh, the fact that Israel should stop violating international law, uh, U.S. military uh, aid have, has never uh, stopped since then, and the uh, settlements have continued only on expanding. So what we're seeing right now, unfortunately, is like a... Oh, what, how can I put it? It's it's like the the administration is the U.S. administration is straightforward about its intentions rather than saying something and uh, and not following up. And now it's saying clearly that we you know what we don't care about international. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. not exactly what what yeah. Pompeo said. Yeah. But I mean, international law is clear. The U.N. says it. The European Union says it. Or pretty much the rest of the world says it. Mm. Except the U.S. administration. And even within the U.S., the Congress does not approve of that decision. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the point is, right, look, I've just got, I'm just reading a quote from uh, Pompeo, right? So, after careful studying all sides of the legal debate, Mr. Pompeo told reporters, the United States has concluded that the establishment of Israeli civilian settlements in the West Bank is not, comma, per se, inconsistent with international law, right? So, I mean, it's quite incredible. I mean, how can it not be inconsistent with international law when very clearly we've just articulated earlier how it's clearly in violation and that that's the point i mean here with the american position right i mean i've got 19 you know in the early you know late 70s jimmy carter administration very clear inconsistent with international law illegal and then you got you know it's almost like each administration comes and it's got its own kind of slightly attitude difference of attitude but overall you know considering it you know you know in, in, in illegal right with now trump just giving the almost the green light but i tell you the bigger issue for me here is in addition to seeing american almost unilateralism and seeing how america is just dictating the agenda without any engagement without discussion you know uh, you know 
you know, you know, it's the lack of confidence in all tools and institutions of international law. I mean, America is setting a precedent here and telling the world, you know what, quite frankly, we don't care about international law and these tools and institutions. Is there any, and, and you know uh, what, what the Palestinian, Palestinian spokesperson said, that is replacement of international law with you know, the law of the jungle, I mean, that's exactly what, you know, the, we're, we're heading down. I mean, otherwise, where do you go to seek justice, uh, Ahmed? Well, well, unfortunately, I don't have much to add to this. Yes, I agree with you. I, I, I don't understand either. Maybe that question should be asked to Secretary Pompeo. And it has probably been asked, and he probably dodged the answer yeah. because there's no right answer. Mm. It is a violation to international law, and he can, he can say the opposite as much as he wants. That won't make it true. Yeah. So we, I mean, so you were asking about avenues of redress. There is one. Yeah, we I mean, I'm asking for, for avenues of redress. I mean, today, I mean, you know, Palestine is one issue. You know, earlier on the show, we were discussing the issue of the Chinese internment of you know the Xinjiang and the Uyghur Muslims. You know, before we've discussed India and the issue of Kashmir. It seems that whenever there's an international crisis of human rights or violations involving a, a Muslim or a you know a Muslim minority seems to be you know predominantly the, the 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 flavor of the day then international law is very easily sidelined right and international law is a reference when you know, you know the powers to be want it to be referenced and it's a very convenient tool you use it when you want to and you put it on the sidelines and you continue with business as usual when you want to where where's the where where's the cause of redress in 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 such a you know a, you know a political global context well, I'll, I'll leave political interpretations to you if you don't mind. I, 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 what I do is uh, talk about human rights and human rights law and international uh, justice. And from that end, but, but from that perspective, have, Ahmed, from from that perspective, from a human rights perspective, from an uh, from a you, you know from a justice international law perspective, right? You know, where where yeah. do you go? I mean, which which is the courts? Where are the courts, right? That can really put to account you know such atrocities whether in China whether in, in India in Kashmir or whether they're in, in in Palestine by the Israeli government you know you, you know is there justice for the well, oppressed or is there no concept of, of justice for the oppressed well you mentioned justice so let me answer you with the International Criminal Court yeah uh, we have strongly supported Palestine's accession to the International Criminal Court in light of the seriousness of the abuses and the ongoing impunity mm. that happens there. Now, uh, uh, we also believe that Israel should join the International Criminal Court. But, I mean, for now, Palestine is, is, is a member, and the prosecutor of the International Criminal Court should thoroughly scrutinize the issue of settlement because it is within her mandate right now, as well as mm. other crimes, by the way, committed uh, in and from Palestine, regardless of the perpetrator. These include some crimes committed by the Palestinian Authority as well, by the way. Yeah. Okay, the mandate is there. Uh, it, it has a mandate. It should uh, thoroughly uh, scrutinize because the abuses are, are serious. There's an ongoing exam, and uh, uh, so to start with, businesses should get out of, of settlement. So uh, um, yeah, I mean that, that that is one avenue, and it it is worth uh, exploring. Yeah. All right, uh, Ahmed, thank you very much for, for joining us this evening and shedding light on this uh, very important topic. Thank you very much, and thank you for joining us on Friday Night Live. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, brothers and sisters, that was Ahmed Benchemsi.
joining me live from Morocco uh, and he was the political uh, and the Middle East Correspondent uh, Communications and Advocacy Director for Middle East and, and North Africa and we were discussing American attitudes and how America says that the Israeli settlements are no longer illegal right and this is all these settlements right let me just give you some f- facts there's about 600,000 600,000 so just over a half a million Israelis who live in about 140 settlements that have been built since Israel's occupation of the West Bank and East Jerusalem. So that's like, you know, a foreign invader coming, taking over parts of Luton, right? Bury Park, you know, and and building its its own homes, you know, in in that occupied territory, you know, with his own uh, citizens, right? So hopefully, you know, that's a bit of a high-level analogy, just to give you an analogy of what we're actually discussing uh, in terms of the settlements, right? And this is in West Bank, East Jerusalem, Palestinian land that's been taken after those particular conflicts and the Israelis have built their own settlements they were considered illegal for many many decades but the American attitude at the moment is hey why are we talking to about them as illegal they are no longer illegal right uh, and that's unfortunately uh, about it for this evening on the Friday Night Live. I mean, uh, we've uh, we've had a number of stories where we've been discussing. I mean, we've discussed uh, just before this. We were discussing the case of China and Chinese, you know, uh, t- you know, attitudes and internment, right? Internment of its uh, Uyghur Muslims in the Xinjiang province. I mean, that is absolutely horrific. Absolutely horrific. If you haven't seen the New York Times article, I really suggest you read it because it's horrific in terms of the details it contains and you know what is the attitude and and you know absolute no mercy absolute no mercy right towards the detention of Muslims and four million plus Muslims all locked up in these detention centers families split apart we've had so many people that we've interviewed on Friday Night Live with their family members all locked up away from loved ones I mean imagine Imagine if that happened to your family and that's exactly probably what is and has been happening in Kashmir for a very long time. I think it calls out to all people of conscience to really get up and say, you know, enough is enough. I mean, what is this? It's just replicating around the world, right? And also thank many thanks to Team Faisal Malik for the first hour on Friday Night Live when we were discussing MMA and the successful fight of Faisal Malik's fourth fight uh, and fantastic track record four out of four so far and unfortunately that's it next week I'm being told it is going to be a crunch time because we're going to be holding our hustings our po- our politicians to account and raising questions to our politicians putting questions to our politicians about the upcoming election so if you haven't heard get in touch the social media messages should be out there next week is going to be a very key hour two hour broadcast live from Dan Road and it's going to be a live hustings of MPs get involved get in here we're going to have a live audience live question and answer session see me here next week until then assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton.